You are listening to the Men's Ministry Roundtable. We are a ministry of Christian Assembly Church in Los Angeles, California. I'm your host, Marvin Enriquez, and this is how we get down. Rolling. Good morning. Uh, this is the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. Good morning, Vietnam. That was my best uh, Robin... Williams. Williams impersonation. Thank you, PP. Yeah. In the house. Today is today is September 26, 2019, and this is episode number eight of the Men's Ministry Roundtable podcast. Don't kid with me about dates because I got a huge date wrong this week. I was supposed to do a wedding on Saturday, and um, it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. I'm supposed to do a wedding on Saturday, and I have the rehearsal dinner on my calendar. This is like six months ago. These people booked. The, the wedding, right? Oh, wow. I have my rehearsal dinner on Friday, so I, you know, cleared out my afternoon because I have to go to Anaheim to do this rehearsal dinner at 7.30. Mm-hmm. And then, so the, the... That's where it's going to rain the most. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, the, the bride Good emailed luck. me yesterday, and she said, she asked me, like, you know, some questions about the ceremony, and I responded. And then my last thing, I says, I'll see you Friday at 7.30. And then she wrote back this morning, so today's Thursday, she wrote back this morning, thank you for your kind words. However, the rehearsal is tonight. And I'm like, ah... Man. So it's tonight? It's tonight. I got to go to Anaheim tonight. Did you get it wrong? How did you get it wrong? I don't know. I must have wrote it down wrong. I, I just checked my notes again, and she did give me the 26. So I must have assumed. Is it wedding Saturday? All reho- yeah. I sure? assume because the wedding is Saturday that rehearsal is Friday. That's just kind of my, mm. like every wedding that I've done, the rehearsal is the night before. Right. Especially on the sense. weekend. I don't know why they would do a Thursday night rehearsal. Mm. So, so they're, not get, they're not getting your best on Saturday. <laughs> Well, no, no, they'll get my best on Saturday. They're not getting my best. You're holding back now. They're not getting my best tonight. In fact, I almost felt like not going, but uh, I don't feel like being in traffic. Talking for about two your hours. best. Who got your All best right, so, <laughs> so. I guess you're not listening to our podcast. I'll tell anymore, you about right? my best. So. They're not listening to my podcast. We lost someone. Now we're down to two. Well, let me tell you. First, who's around the table? We have Mr. George. Uh, can't buy me love, Fernandez. What? What? Heck is can't buy me love. Buy me love, buddy. Robert Concepcion hey. with uh, slamming the coffee on the table and special guest today, Trey Gomez. Yay. Trey, uh, so glad that you're on the show today. We're gonna get to hear a little bit more from you later on, but just say hello to our seven listeners. <laughs> hello, seven listeners. I think you have more listeners than that. I think you're selling eight? your sh- your eight. Yes. Yes. eight or nine for sure. Yes. Our, our humility. Yes, and exactly. And in the, comes across. In exactly. the background is the PP, the podcast producer, who's coughing up two lungs as we speak. So I am strategically sitting as far away from him as possible because I can't get sick before this wedding. Uh, I'm gonna go hug up on you, buddy. So Robert just moved. Oh. <laughs> so here we are. Um, we actually have, we actually, guys, we actually have nine as of last night. I didn't check this morning, but we actually have 990 people that have downloaded, listened to, wow. vomited in their mouth after listening to the show. 990 <laughs> times 40 minutes that will never be. You can't get so, that back. So you if you add hours, wow. if you add up, the, add up the hours of non-productivity. That the men of CA are now faced with. I mean, how much good can we do if we took 990 guys times 40 minutes, 39,600 minutes of wow. non-productivity? Wow. There you go, guys. Wow. I think you're selling them short again. <laughs> you're selling them short. days. We to promote our program. <laughs> hey, hey, we love the, the program. Thank you for listening. Thank you for those on, faithful four and a half years. Four and a half years. <laughs> Years of your life. Person. <laughs> We're trying four to get right here. Here. You're losing views as you speak. 
Why are you sending them one? away? <laughs> We're trying to get to a thousand, right? All right, so this week, uh, the four of us got a chance to be at a pastor's conference. Yeah. Uh, so uh, any thoughts, you guys, from being together with 20 of our fellow pastors and, and hearing some of our denominational leaders? <laughs> what, that I, that I drove there? Yeah, so George drove there. Tell us why that's significant. Why, why is that significant? You, 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 want want a fat, you have a fast because car. Because he's always... <laughs> He's always being driven. That's why. Yeah. So thanks for uh, thanks for picking. Well, actually, I picked you up. But driver. anyway, I picked you up and parked my car at your house, and then we drove together. That was fun. Yeah. That, well, that was a, a big deal for me because for those of you that don't know, um, driving on the freeway has been a, a challenge for me. But um, with some help, especially with some 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 really some powerful prayers from my brother Robert. <laughs> So when tell it, us about yeah, how I was, it, I was interceding. Tell us about when folks. you told Robert this real vulnerable. This is real. We're not putting this on for the no, show. This is, this is true. This is real. So you actually have an anxiety go about driving. But when you first shared with the pastoral team, and specifically our dear friend Robert Concepcion, what kind of empathy did he provide to you? N negative one. <laughs> so here I am. Wait, wait, I, put it in context. I'm first. not putting anything. I'm, no, I'm, put I'm put throwing it. you under the bus, and this is what happened. <laughs> So I, I share I share with Robert that I've just for whatever reason been struggling with driving on on the freeway, not on the streets but on the freeway, and I shared this with Tom and he prayed for me. I shared with Marvin and he prayed for me. So I said I know I'll go to my other dear friend here and I share with him. So I tell him, but he doesn't think I'm kidding and he doesn't think I'm being serious. So then we're going out to dinner one night, and I said I'll pick you up and we're driving on the freeway and it was difficult for me so I had to get off the freeway. And he starts mocking me, calling me names. What the heck is wrong with you? Get back on the freeway, why can't you drive? How does Lisa put up with this? And basically shame me okay. into submission. And I said, all I need is just a prayer from you. I'm gonna pray that you. I'm not even gonna say what, what you said. Okay. Well, you know, let's put this in context. First what of all. The, what is the context what, what that would make that any better? As, I, as I'm sharing with you, vulnerable, telling you what's going on in my life. Well, okay, for those you of you guys, well, for those of you guys who know George, he is a boss, right? He rolls like a boss. In fact, he shared that, that anything he needs from his former employees, he would just not even call them. He would just yell through his door, hey, I need help. So they come rushing, right? So George. This is true, George. This is, George is not the kind of guy that kind of just, you know, hey, you know, I can't drive the free. So he tells me this. In the middle of uh, us going home? No, we're going out to we're going out to the dinner. Okay, he tells me this in the, in the car, right? Robert, I'm having anxiety attacks when I, I'm driving uh, in the freeway. So I'm looking at him. I'm like, is this guy putting me on? Because he gets off the freeway, goes to the side street, and drives 60 miles an hour and talks to me at the same time without so, sweating. So we without... should clarify that George doesn't drive like a Toyota Tercel, right? No, no, this was a Jag. Yeah. Not. Wait, has, this is a right. So he rolls. <laughs> no, it's, it's very relevant because you have a sports car. A V12. Yeah. He rolls with a V12, right? So he's revving that engine. And I look at him. He's not sweating. He's not anxious. He goes to the side street at 60 miles an hour talking to me. He goes, yeah, you know, I'm fine with you know side streets. You know, uh, zigging back and forth, and then all of a sudden he comes back to the freeway. A couple of exits later, he goes off the freeway. I'm like, George, stop <laughs> putting me on, and, and, man. And, and I say, on. this is what's difficult for me. I need some prayer. And then he said, just get the hell off the freeway. <laughs> we're going to be late to where we're going. Just get there. 
Oh, brother, that's so. Uh, so if you're looking for a pastoral appointment uh, with a pastor with lots of empathy, Robert C at cachurch.com. That's it. That's it. Or if your kids need a motivational speaker, down by the river. <laughs> Dad, I can't. I, I, don't, I don't understand this homework. But just figure it out. Just figure it out. <laughs> you stupid. Stop it. Uh, okay, guys. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, uh, any other takeaways? And I know, Trey, you were there as well. Any other takeaways from the conference itself? I mean, it's, it was fun to be together with you guys and to learn a little bit. Um, what, what were you like, some nuggets that you guys took away from that experience? You going? Go. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like the first night on Monday night, the <laughs> uh, new Foursquare president was speaking and... He's awesome, by the way. I, did you guys? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I really was, liked it. I he thought gave, it was, he gave a great message. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was awesome. Um, he gave like this analogy of you know you get married right, and from like marriage that intimacy births a baby like, mm-hmm. but then you know parents will oftentimes like focus on the kid rather than their marriage, so they lose that intimacy that which yeah. created the baby. And so he he used that parallel to talk about ministry. It's like you fall in love with God, you start you like you lay down your life for him, you have this like intimacy with God. But then as a person in ministry, you start to focus on the ministry as that baby and put all your effort into it and then you lose you lose that intimacy with with God. Your first love. Yeah, your first love, right? Yeah, that was so, a great. And it was just like, man, I I suck at this right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I need to like fall back in love with God. Like, when was the last time I just walked around my house, mm. worship music, music on, yeah. just being like, all right, unashamedly, like David, just like who cares? Mm. I'm unashamed. I'm I'm going full force. Like I don't care who's watching, who's like listening. I'm just gonna worship the Lord. Yeah. And I definitely don't do that. So I thought that was good. I also thought just being with you guys, that was it was just fun just to have lunch and dinner with you guys and be together. It was just. It was a good time. Yeah, it's my favorite part of going to these, you know, kind of conferences is just to be with the team. We found we have an amazing staff team, and and the fun that you hear us having around this table is, you know, extended when when there's 10, 15, 20 of us together, and, and it really is. We have, you know, I mean, we really enjoy being together, and hopefully that is what you guys see when we go to men's retreat and when we, you know, come on the weekends. Um, but really, we just we just have a good time. Yeah, we're, well, yeah, we like each other. So speaking of intimacy, I took my wife on a date night last night. Um, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Segway. Segway. Let's turn up the air condition here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys, if you ever... Oh my God, look at that picture. I'll tell you guys, if you ever want to get in good with your wife, listen to her. My wife for, for weeks have been mm. saying, hey, the you know the, the radio station is talking about Lauren Daigle's coming to town. And she kept saying, oh, it'd be fun, it'd be fun. And I'm like, ah, it's on a Wednesday night, I have huddle, um, I have other How commitments. How did you excuse yourself? Well, listen, I just I just said, you know what? She's been saying it enough. And so I listened and I found tickets and I asked my dear friend George, hey, listen, I, I got these tickets, would you mind covering the huddle group? And it, it just felt like it was significant enough for me to do that. And sometimes we have to deviate and we have to listen. Yeah. And that meant so much to her. She asked me as we were driving to dinner, she goes, wait, don't you have huddle tonight? 
And I said, yeah, I do. But right now I'm gonna spend the night You're with you. And that, yeah. that meant so much to her. Mm. And so guys, I'm just saying, listen to your wives, because they're gonna drop hands, they're telling you what they want. And then, you know, make her feel special. Like really move things in your calendar if you have to, to make that night work. And, um, and we moved things and we made it work. And move we did. <laughs> what, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Thunder and lightning! Yeah, no. What was the reward for that, Marvin? I scored points. Let's just All right. <laughs> happy, happy, so wife, guys, happy life. So, guys, right? send us yeah. send us your stories at men at church.com. What kind but of story? No pictures. Yeah. No pictures. No pictures, please. <laughs> this is not the, you know, letters to the editor. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, George, uh, lots is happening around the world, but I think you have some important things to share with us today. So, what, what? do you have for today? us today? Today, no, September twenty-sixth. Well, I, yeah, I, I did want to actually share. There's a we're going to have an upcoming uh, seminar in November, and we'll we'll announce it uh, at church and on the website, um, and it's going to be hosted by. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to be hosted by by Robert West, who's one of our. Um, parishioners here, and just a dear. <laughs> use that word. Oh, no, no, I lost. What do you make, want to make me sound like? Me, a, all right, when members, you say that, I feel like a priest. All right, <laughs> he, he's a member of our church. Richard <laughs> Collar. He, he, yeah. <laughs> he's he's a really really terrific guy, and it, it's a seminar called Living by Design, and the purpose of it is really to help individuals, uh, college students, young adults, actually even anyone any age, to really find the biblical purpose of their of their work you know a lot of times when you're when you go to school you 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 enroll and you you take a major that you think is going to help you and you think this is what you want to do but if this is not what really God designed you to do you're not wired the way God created to to be successful in this field then it may not be the best use of your talents so um, he'll go through some material to hopefully help individuals um, learn more about the way they're designed by God to 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 work. So I'm hopeful that. Who is this yeah, geared for, uh, George? Is it? It looks like college students. It's college graduates. It's well, no. It's it's we we geared it towards. Um, we're hoping that parents and and high school kids that are entering college um, will come because that'll help them hopefully make a better decision in terms of what they want to study, yeah. the field they want to go into, and then also college graduates, recent college graduates that maybe are in a field and they realize maybe, maybe this is not what I should be doing. So before they're... I just wasted four years of my life with, <laughs> well, with, well, a, I mean, with but education you know, but, debt and I, I, I picked the wrong career. Is that what it but, is? But guys, I talked to, there, there I talk to men in their 30s and 40s and beyond who are still... They're still trying like, to... Search. They feel yeah. stuck. Yeah. They feel like they're not... They, they're just doing... They're putting in hours. They're getting a paycheck, but they don't feel like they're really living into what God has designed for them. And, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's obviously very applicable for a college graduate, but any guy, any age that feels like they could just... Yeah, not, get, not guys. I mean... For, oh, yeah, sorry, well, sorry. Men, so, yeah, men, yeah, yeah, men and women. Like, look, look at you and I. We're, I was we're about in to our, say. We're in our, <coughs> our, pr our, prime, yeah. our prime years... And that's when God called us to minister. Absolutely. What's the definition of prime? Is that like 60 50, plus? 60 50 plus now? 50, 50 <laughs> plus. Yeah. 50 plus is prime. Right, buddy? Optimus Prime. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're robots and they live forever, so there's that. Um, great. So tell us again when this seminar is going to be. 
I, I told you it's in November. I don't know the exact date. <laughs> Listen, bro. My, my I'm trying to is help not here. I'm trying to I'm help looking you. at my phone. I'm I, trying I to help you plug your we, event. We, we will we will announce it. <laughs> so, you, so you're telling me. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're telling me. You're telling me right. you asked me. Hold on. Wait. So this George asked me to what help. What do this George? What the hell does that mean? Guys, George, George came today. And he says, "Hey, listen, I need you to help you plug this." Event. I did not. I know you have a mega. <laughs> I know you have a mega <laughs> audience on this podcast. Yeah, right. So I'm giving. I'm teaming him up. Uh, right to the moon. I'm right teaming the him moon. up. When uh, is the event? And he is, first, does not first, know. First of all, I know we do not have a mega audience. Okay. <laughs> nine hundred and ninety guys just heard you. No, say. no, nine hundred ninety people have listened, and you know it's our wives that have hit the button. They, they might want to come to this event, <laughs> and you can't tell them when it is. It's in November. I'm looking through my. All right, phone. so guys, sometime in November. Sometime in November. Yeah. If the Holy yeah. Spirit shall lead you to come to church, <laughs> yeah. we don't know where it is. We don't know when it is. It's just, just come. It's, it's being led by a parishioner, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to the Catholic Church down the street, <laughs> you might find this, this seminar. St. Francis. <laughs> but I thought that was important because you were sharing with me the other day about um, like the hottest jobs uh, in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I'm teeing you up again, buddy. Jeez. Be ready. Oh, I don't have my I don't have the information with me. Well, actually, I wrote I wrote this quote down that that is really important. Okay. PP help. PP. How come you're not helping us produce this show better? Help him, Lord. Help him. He needs to have a white blanket. I'm blanket. Oh no. Okay. Here it says. We recommend considering. This is an article I had read on on college grad. This is college graduates. Who choose this major could earn over a hundred thousand dollars. What's the major? I'm not going to tell you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait a if, no, no, I'm kidding. I'll get to it. Hold on. Okay. But it, it, it said here the, the the author is they recommend that that college students consider a double major or a minor in something they're passionate about, but get a degree in something that is stable. All right. So interesting. Because a lot of people get degrees in something that they they're passionate about, but it, it may not. Be able to produce a job, or so it's a market that's unstable. Does it give unstable. you the definition of stable? Well, here many of the the jobs from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that they think are, are growing in the in the upcoming years are having a lot to do with computers, like electrical, electronical engineer, computer science majors. Cybersecurity is 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 a, a field that's growing tremendously. Um, and I can speak to that just kind of personal. My my son Jarrell, he's he's, he's He's in that field right now. So anything that has to do with technology and always engineers and you know finance, those those careers are are really in need and will always be in need. And nursing, those things. But here here's an interesting statistic. If you your the median salary if you have a high school diploma is thirty eight thousand dollars a year. The median salary if you have a, a bachelor's degree is seventy two thousand. So so nationwide. It's a huge, yeah. So there's a definite benefit in still pursuing the higher education. It, it is, but, but you want to get a degree that you can get a job in. Right. Because the median salary for a humanities degree is what? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's it, it, those it's less than 72. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. George, yeah. so I guess we don't have to go to the seminar that you were plugging in earlier. Well, because she just he gave doesn't us know what it what is anyway. I'm not plugging it. I told you it's being led by a parishioner. <laughs> <laughs> Left by design is out the door because you just told us what to go for. I'm leading you by design to. <laughs> so besides, uh, 
So computer, uh, electrical engineering is always yeah. Fi finance will always be finance, in media, accounting, finance. Yeah. Health, Cybersecurity. Healthcare, I'm guessing, is in that yeah. list. Yeah, nursing, field. nursing. Yeah, yeah there's, there is actually a, 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 a decrease in medical students, but with their, but more and more going into our nurse and nurse practitioners, mm. yep. those advanced Coding. nursing degrees. That's my wife's doing right now. She's, back, she's back in school. She's getting to, her to MP, yeah. so nurse practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she started as a nurse, works three years, and then it's going back to UCLA to be a nurse practitioner. Great. And is that a, a graduate level degree? Yeah, it's graduate level. So it's like two year program. Okay. So the Gomez household will be rolling in the dough. Yeah, man, they're going to be way <laughs> above that 72 grand pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, we, she picked a good major. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. good for her. And I married up. Yeah. Married yeah. Yes. Trey's a trophy husband. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I'll take it. I'll take it. Aren't we all? Not Both of us that chose ministry, we're well below the median yeah. south, so we need to marry up for sure. Yeah. For sure. But that's that's good for her, and I think, yeah, I think those are the careers to choose from. But, so the article still recommended you minor in something you're passionate about. I think that's interesting, too. Yeah, or get a double double major, yeah. So you can still do theater, just don't plan on making 72 grand off that, theater. That's right, get something that's that's stable. So yeah. that's finance really or you know, engineering or something. So it says here, electrical engineers uh, start out with the highest median salary among new graduates at 72000 a year. That's what their starting salary is. What is the educational cost to become, what is that, electrical, electrical engineer? Yeah, it's a four-year yeah, degree, but it depends well, where you go. That's a bachelor's degree. How do you do it? Yeah, it depends where you go to school. No, no, no well, it depends where you go to school. I mean, if you go to USC, yeah, and, and Lori Laughlin's not your mom, but I mean, if, if, <laughs> <laughs> if you go to USC, maybe, but it, you, I'm sure there's other schools. Well, that's, that, that sounds like the, a trade school The state graduate. school? No, no. no. Electrical, electrical no. engineering is like a normal program. This is not electrical engineering. That's not electrician. Okay. There's a difference, right? It's oh not, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Electrical here. engineer. It's not the guy, not know, the guy who changes change, light bulbs. Yeah. I need a new outlet. Your panel I mean, your engineer should make more than 72 grand. This is well, starting this is, this now. Is, and this man. is national. This is, yeah, these this are national California. averages. California is obviously different. Yeah. These are national averages. So, okay. like, you know, I remember it's starting. What is you know. the Philippines average median salary? Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for sharing that. Uh, tell us again what the seminar is, because <laughs> it, it sounds it, very compelling. Did I, did I tell you who it's led by? Yeah, it's a parishioner. <laughs> I know that. Sometime in November, is there's that a seminar. Yeah, yeah, it'll be here at CA. We'll, the, the, St. Francis? The, no. de the details will be in the bulletin. They'll be announced. So check your bulletin yeah. for the details. All right, yeah. moving on to sports. Uh, two words for you. Antonio Brown. Oh, my gosh. Trey, what's going on? He's He has fallen off the wagon. And he is never to be seen in the NFL again. Oh, uh, it's, All right, now, now you, you say this, but you're a Cowboys fan. Oh, I'm a Cowboys so fan. So you're a team that has traditionally taken flyers on guys that have, yes, rep, you know, disreputable. Or I don't know how you say it. What'd you say? I don't know. Disreputable. <laughs> disreputable. What? What what guys that have questionable reputations. That's true. <laughs> what, what's the word? Disreputable. disreputable. <laughs> of ill repute. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I had—I remember one of my former employees was this Filipino. She used to say the word inventories, <laughs> and then she'd say, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna go check the inventories." And I'd say, well, "Is that how you say it?" She goes, "Is, is it inventory?" I go, no, no, <laughs> it's not inventories. It's inventory, and it's not inventory. What kind of inventory do you keep at a CPA firm? No, no, this would go to a client. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you keep?
Yeah, what's, what kind of image story did you check? This is actually George's personal closet. We are learning a lot about you, George, in this podcast. Trey, would the Dallas Cowboys take a chance on AB? No. No, even Jerry Jones. Okay, okay, here's here's the thing. You got like maybe two or three organizations in the NFL that try and scoop up those like Yeah, and he's already been to those. The Raiders, Raiders, Patriots. Patriots. (laughs) But I would throw the Cowboys in there. The Cowboys can be thrown in, but they usually draft those guys. They usually don't. Well, there's been some (laughs) wide receivers out there who have been picked up. Okay, I'll give you that. But I think Jerry is – I hopefully Jerry is thinking – Smarter now these days, yeah. and not like. So you, so you're you're saying that in his old age, Jerry's gonna change his ways, and instead of just winning, winning at all costs, just win, baby, as the Raiders like to say. You know, well, it's it's all right because we're three and zero, and the Raiders are what one and two. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. We were we were we're bad. We're destined to be bad. We're mediocre. We're not even mediocre. We're just no. terrible. We're terrible, but not as bad as your team, George, the Miami Dolphins, which is probably going to be the worst team ever in the history yes, of the NFL. Okay, what's Dolphins up with the Dolphins? But we, have, we have all the picks in the first round. <laughs> yeah, next year. and you're going to be the worst team ever <laughs> I, in the I history. So. You're going to win by so. a, a greater, yeah, lose by a greater margin ever in the history. Like, yeah. their point spreads are in the 20s. That's they're, ridiculous they, for the NFL. They're they they bad. But I think, you know, I, I agree with their decision because they've been basically a 500 team for the last 10 years. So they haven't, they don't go to the playoffs. So that's the worst place to be, right? You don't get a high pick and <clears throat> you don't go to the playoffs. You're in, you're just in the middle forever. So they just decided to tear it down and be awful. And they So they are. have five picks next year? They have three first round, two second round. They have three first round in the next year after that and two second rounds there. Yeah, they're loaded. And is Josh Rosen the answer? Um, I don't know yet. I mean, he played pretty well last game. The stats didn't show it, but they dropped. <laughs> What's pretty they, well? They, uh, they didn't lose okay. by forty. No, That's they, pretty well. They dropped two touchdown passes. They showed it. You know, they literally two touchdown passes. I think he was like sixteen of like thirty-five. So, in your defense, great. when you have no offensive line and you get sacked twelve no, times a game, guy, how can you? How can you? Ju- ru- how can you judge for his life? The poor guy like, is running for his life. He's running for his life. Yeah. No running game, so you know what he's gonna do. Kenyon Drake is. You're, you're you're coming from behind every game, so you know he's gonna throw. So yeah, he's gonna. I feel bad for him. Now the Cowboys are three and zero, as Trey pointed out. But they played. The, well, you played the Dolphins. The Dolphins. The Steelers. The St- no. Steelers. No. no. We played no, the I think Giants. The, the Giants. We played like the three worst teams yeah. in, in the <laughs> yeah, NFL. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, feel good about yourself. Well, well, you should be three 0 Because we never start three and zero. So I'm I'm taking this moment to soak it in all right, all right. because we'll be eight and eight. No, well, you'd probably be better than that. You're, 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 you're down. down I know. Playing it. I'm, but, I'm just hoping that you will be a legitimate contender to the Rams. I, I, I hope so too. Because the Saints are. It looks like they're going to be in trouble if Breeze doesn't come back. I Breeze if, with New Orleans out, Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think can, no. can hang. No. Well, it beats Seattle. Well, but Green, I don't, Green yeah. Bay is still good. Yeah, yeah they're, I don't know they're, what's up with their offense. Well, their defense, though. De- this for the first time, they have a really good defense, yeah. and I think. You know, it's hard to cut out. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. New coordinator. I'm hoping to see the cow- when the Cowboys play somebody real to see what what, what they're made of. Yeah. Because I'm really hoping, and, and clearly I'm not a Rams fan. Uh, I'm really hoping that someone can, you know, challenge them in the NFC. They don't have to just walk through it. Right. We'll see. I, I have more faith in Dak Prescott this year than I think I ever have. And he's well, played. Well, he, he, we gave you our best receiver, so you should have. I know. We gave you Amari Cooper. 
I think he's good. I think actually, I didn't think he'd be that good. He's good. He is. He was yeah, great. We just good. never got him the ball. No, Dak Prescott. Oh, he's, 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 oh. He's, he's, <laughs> not Amari Cooper. No, no, Amari Cooper is really good, but Dak Prescott is. I think he's good. I think he really. He's is good. good. Yeah. Um, he'll. Uh, we'll see how much money they end up giving him because he's. Oh, here, G- Gordon arrives at the Chargers facility and it's holdout. Well, yeah, so. he's not getting paid. So <laughs> comes in with a tail between the legs. Yeah, wow. I saw that. All right. Well, um, before we move on to the final part here, are you guys most excited about the Major League Baseball playoffs starting soon next week, or uh, basketball preseason starting soon? You know the answer for me: basketball. Okay. Yeah. Same here. Basketball. Looking forward to the LA teams. So you guys don't like baseball playoffs starting, man? Dodgers are. Dodgers are gonna make another run here. That's a shoe in. It's a shoe in for what? World Series appearance. <laughs> appearance. Yeah. They, they, they yeah, appearance. The Houston Astros guy over here. Hey, I mean, I'm from Texas. Uh-huh. I got to rep my team, man. Houston is awesome. Yeah. Houston is really good. They're going to be hard to beat. Best record in baseball. New, New York Yankees are really good. They're going to be hard to beat. Um, I really don't think anybody in the, in the National League, though, is uh, is going to give the Dodgers any kind of a challenge, yeah. which, which would be a shame. Uh, well, we never know. I mean, the Braves are okay, but we'll see. Actually, Braves. I'm looking at the Braves record's pretty good. Yeah, they're very good. Um, but basketball preseason does kick off soon. Is it like next week or week after? Uh, the week yeah, after, yeah. I think training camp yeah. opens up like next yeah. week for most. So of them. it will be fun. It will be fun to see our LA teams and what they're. George, are you? Are you? It'll be awesome. Are you confident that Boston will be good this year? Yes. No, 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 yeah, good at what? <laughs> well, no, define good. If, if, are they going to go to the playoffs? Yes. Will yes. They go, well, are they, yes. Are they capable of going to the but Eastern Conference But that doesn't say anything. Finals? Are they going to be the top eight teams in the East? Of course. Will they go but, to the East? Do they have a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals? They have a chance. I would say they're probably the third yeah, best team in the East. That's what Jim Carrey said. They have a chance. But, I mean, come on, really. Jim Carrey. <laughs> I'd say so you're saying not, there's a chance. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say they're the third best team right now in the East. You realize only two teams make it to the finals. No, I'm saying that's what that, I'd say Philadelphia and Milwaukee are probably better in the East. Do you do you think even without Kawhi Leonard, Toronto? No. Is, it, is they are they up there? I think, no, no, I, I think, think so. they're done. But I think no. don't I think, don't think, underestimate yeah. Brooklyn. We'll see what Kyrie brings to the table. I think he's hurt right now, but we'll see what you bring. Well, without Durant, I don't think well, Kyrie can do. But it they were already himself. a playoff team last year, and but they basically swapped Kyrie problem. for D'Angelo. Exactly. Russell, so. And wouldn't you say Kyrie's a better player than D'Angelo? Yeah, but remember I saw what Kyrie did. Everyone thought with Boston, he would take yeah, him over the top, I, and okay, but see, he didn't. So. See, he functions better when he can take a team on his shoulders, and I think he will. Yeah, he hasn't proven that again. No, he did that Cleveland, and uh, he didn't he really did. do a good job yeah. of that. Well, no, they just won a title, that's all. No, but LeBron <laughs> being there, you know, but before LeBron came in there, you know, he carried Cleveland yeah. for a while. And yeah, but he was him and, and a bunch of other rookies. I mean, well, that's what's happening with Brooklyn right now. No, they no. were a playoff well, Durant team. Durant is on the sideline. They were a good team. Yeah. Wait, look. Bro- Durant is on the sideline right now. Who else is going to back him up there? Well, Kyrie's going to carry the load for sure. That's what I'm saying. Who else? They had a good team. They, no, they're, they, they, they are good. They were a playoff team. It wasn't, it wasn't like yeah. they were a uh, lottery team. No. Well, uh, we want to turn our attention over to Trey. Trey um, serves with our kids' church. In fact, Trey, tell us what, what area you serve with kids. Yeah, so I'm a part of our kids' church team, and I oversee our kinder, first, and second graders, um, which I've had the privilege of having both of you, you guys' kids, George yeah. and Robert. So thankful for that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, George's kids being better than Robert's, obviously. Wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm just Trey. throwing you under the bus, man. I'm Trey, just kidding. Trey. I love Trey G. Trey G at chchurch.com. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Trey, it was nice having you. Yeah. Our, our podcast now returns yeah. to uh, the threesome no. that we have. No, I'm kidding. But honestly, you're both of your your kids, Jared and Aiden, are amazing kids, and. Um, Clean it up now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. And so, yeah, I oversee our kinder first and second graders, and I love it. It's so much fun. We have a, a weekend program where we um, we play, we worship. Kids learn about God, um, and it's just a really fun time. And getting to um, getting to do that is such a privilege to be able to to help um, to help these kids grow in faith and. So yeah, I wanted to, Marvin had invited me just to talk a little bit about like what does it look like to help our kids grow in faith. And all of you guys have kids have yeah. have been through that ringer. Yeah, um, it's important. And, and so I mean, even I mean, you, you obviously focus on like what four, five, and six year olds. So like five to so five is like kindergarten to seven to eight. Yeah, years so old. five to seven year eight, and that those are critical ages, yep. but. Um, but I heard you share some things at our retreat a couple years ago that really was for any dad of any age. So oh, absolutely. I asked you to, you know, maybe share some of that stuff again. Um, but it's 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 so critical that we are intentional um, with the time that we have with our kids. Mark said it at men's gathering a couple weeks ago, where he said, you know, we 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 chase them around with the sports stuff and we coach them up there and we we're, we're hard on them on the academics and make sure they do their homework. And then when it comes to the spiritual piece. It's almost like, man, if, if they get a prayer out of us as they're going to bed or before a meal, that's about it. And we're not as intentional about making that sacred time. So what are some, some things that you've looked at that can help dads out there? Absolutely. So yeah, I, um, I have a few things that I want to share with you guys, um, all seven listeners. I'm just kidding. Hopefully there's more. Um, there's more. Yeah. more. I'm kidding, there's more. Yeah. Um, but really, I, I first wanted to say to all the dads out there, um, just thank you for what you do to raise your kids. And I know, and I, I see it every 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 weekend, just how hard um, you guys work to raise a family and to really invest in your kids. And I know that's no small task. And so I just want to say, all you dads out there, well done. Thank you for for um, being a part of this the CA family and raising your kids. Um, but I first kind of want to give like a big picture of where, like, where are we at now? Like, what's what's happening, like in church, and what does that look like? So yeah, and like Marvin was saying, this is is if you have a kindergartner or even younger, this is for you. If you have uh, a kid in high school, this will be applicable to you too. So and everywhere in between. So I just kind of want to give some context. Um, there was some research that was done um, a few years ago by Fuller Youth Institute that basically said as high school kids go through high school, they graduate, um, they've been in youth group, they've done all that, they've been plugged in at church, 40 to 50% of those kids will leave the church. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, that is a scary, scary statistic that after, you know, and you do your best to help your kids do that, but the statistics say that 40 to 50 percent of kids will leave the church after wow. after they graduate. Does he give the reason why? Um, there's a couple of reasons. Um, I think that, and, and part of that will go into really the responses of what parents can do to kind of counteract mm. this, some, some of these things. Um, and so there's a, there's a couple of reasons. I feel like 
especially as high school students graduate and go into college, they don't, they've been in youth group, they don't know how to find a church. So now they're going to college, right? And you talked about this earlier, George, of like, how do you even pick a major? So how do I pick a major? How do I find friends? How do I do all this? And I have to find a church. And there's all, all kinds of just other things that are trying to take your time and investment and friends maybe trying to take you to parties. And so you're like, uh, I don't really know. So one of the things they say is what happens is, is kids tend to treat faith more like a jacket. So like I come to church, put on my jacket, I'm a good, you know, church going kid. I, I go home, I'll take it off. It's like segmented realities. And so as kids grow up and that happens and then they move out of the house. So there's no parents to have that structure, to have those things. So if those rhythms aren't created already, they go to college like, uh, it's Sunday, I won't go to church. So I'll take my jacket off this, this Sunday and maybe I'll go put it back on another day, but not today. And I've got studying to do and friends are hanging out. So one Sunday goes by, two Sundays go by, three Sundays go by. Maybe they go every once in a while. But it, they see faith more as a jacket rather than a lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. And so they tend to kind of um, lose that faith because they're not practicing it. And so, first of all, it's, it's hard to teach your kids about faith. And I'm not a parent, so I am someone who is on the outside, but I, uh, I feel like I've been trained, have went to, to seminary to get my MDiv, have seen just this in, in parents' lives and um, here at CA. So I know that it's hard, and I know that there's fears that come, come about when um, you're trying to raise your kids. And so um, I kind of want maybe just to get your guys' thoughts first of like, what were, as you have kids and you each have kids in different <coughs> life stages, yeah. Um, what were some of those fears and maybe challenges that you guys had as you were kind of helping your kids grow up? You know, I think one fear that pops up for guys is, um, especially as the kids start getting a little bit older, you know, I mean, like when they're two or three or four, you can teach them, you know, Noah's Ark stories and things like that or, or read from them. But then as they get older and they start challenging or questioning or have doubts and they start expressing that and you may not have the answers. So it's a lot easier for you to not to engage in those conversations or just to say, well, it just says it that in the Bible or, um, or that's just the, what we believe. So it's easier for you to dismiss those questions um, rather than to make yourself vulnerable and say, you know, the truth is I don't know. Let's find out together. Um, and, and I think that would be the healthier thing to do, but a lot of us guys rub up against our pride and our ego. We're just like, no, just, just, just do it because we've always done it that yeah, way. That's a good point. Um, I, I think, you know, having, you know, two adult children and then having a, a young one right now is the, the importance because my, my two older, you know, have a really strong faith and that's, you know, that's just my greatest joy. One of my greatest joys is modeling a lifestyle of submission to Jesus Christ because one thing is if you just talk about it at the home and you go to church then you're to me you're kind of just segregating it's just it's just like parts of a day or parts of things but if it's truly becomes your lifestyle and that's just the way you're you're, you're living your life and your your children see that from a young age as they go through the teen years and then even as they go away to college but this is this is what 
was a reality. This is, you know, how we lived at home. This is how we, you know, we went to church often. But, you know, when, when dad or mom was struggling with something, how did they respond? Well, they responded with faith. Or they were sitting reading the Bible or they were there in prayer. And, and, and mm, those kind of... Yeah. Those kind of responses, they see that and just kind of became second nature. So I see, like my two adult children, when they're in a, 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 a time of not not crisis but a challenging time, as my older one, um, you know, Jarrell, when he became a, a father freshman year in college, the way he responded was just you know like example. He he you know he he wasn't fearful. He just he recognized, wow, this is my life situation. But he turned even more to God, not. Shame or anything like that, and you know, fast forward, you know, here he is eight years later, and you know, with three kids, but his faith is, you know, a big part of life. So I think modeling it, yeah, it's good. Yeah, for my, for me, my boys come home sometimes with a question, hey, dad, how come a classmate of mine has two moms or two dads? You know, uh, what's what's the advantage of that? How come the family structure is that way? Um, you know, it's those are difficult questions. Those are the questions that. You know, honestly, I'm not prepared to answer in a way that they can understand. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so thankful for what you do here, Trey, because uh, the kids see, they build friendships. They have friends that uh, they're, they're just all looking to Jesus and they're being introduced to the Bible as a higher authority, as a guide to life. So I, you know, make it simple for me. I just say, hey, look, people make choices in life. Our choices is based on the Bible. And uh, uh, these people who choose to have two moms, two dads, there's going to be disadvantages to those things. And they'll see the fruit of that later in life. They can't see it immediately, but they'll eventually see it. But we live our life according to the higher truth, which is found in the Bible. So I just try to draw them in there all the time. So let's just, I always try to guide them there because, you know, facts change, but the truth does not. So that's my two cents with that one with my kids. Yeah. No, that's great. And I think all, all three of those things are, are so true. And it's like, I don't have enough time. Like, things are too busy. We, we, I don't have time to talk to my kids about, about what's going on. And maybe they, like, when you ask them when they come home from church, you're like, how's church? What did you learn? Yeah. And you're like, they're like, stuff? Yeah. God. It was good. It was good. <laughs> and it's like, I, I remember, I was that kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that kid. Uh, so I'll talk a little bit how, how we can kind of... Um, face some of those barriers. But um, I think one of the things too is changing this narrative that because you don't have the answers, you want to disengage. And I think think what happens is then instead of hearing from from you, their dad, they hear from their friends. Mm -hmm. And because you're like, well, I just don't know the answer totally. I, I don't know. Like, so... And it's okay to not know. And right. I, f- I feel like part of that, too, is being like, hey, I don't know the answer to that question, but let's do this. Why don't we figure it out together? Yeah. And then they see, oh, dad really wants to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I may not actually believe what, like, I may disagree with dad, but the thing is, is that he cares about me enough to dive into the deep. So I just want to kind of share four quick things yeah. of what parents can do to help um, help their kids grow in faith. First one is create spiritual rhythms. So, um, I'm a creature of habit, and I eat lunch every day at noon. I don't know why, 
I just am a creature of habit. And let's, let's let this go longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is now 11.56. So yeah, his yeah, lunchtime. That's why he said yeah. four quick things. Yes. I got to get to lunch. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> let's interrupt. Oh, all right. I got to go. It's time to eat. It's time to eat. Trey, I have a question. Yeah. Right? Let's uh, <laughs> rush it up. So most days when I can, uh, I try and eat at noon. Just I don't know why. I just mm. It's just a creature of habit. So... Most people have those habits that they do, so we want to create habits. So, what does what does creating a, a spiritual habit look look like? Um, I encourage parents to just start off small. Uh, I feel like a lot of parents are busy; they have so much going on. They're like, I have, I don't, I can't spend an hour, like just talking to my son or daughter about this. So, I say create just one one spiritual habit a year. So, for instance, it could be during a birthday. It could be a service project. It could be a Bible presentation. It could be just a meal, a family meal. So I have um, I have one of Kid Shirt's dads who I had given this talk at the at the men's retreat, and he was like, "I want to try and do one of these these rituals." And there's a book called "Pass It On" by Jim Burns, um, and he talks about at every grade that there he gives you an option of a spiritual practice that you can do. So one that um, this guy decided to do is he said, I'm gonna find all those people in my son's life, at the time I think he was second or third grade, I'm gonna find all those people in my son's life who are important to him. And I'm gonna have him, all them write letters to my son. And I'm gonna put it in a box and um, I'm gonna give it to him. And so not only can he see like, I care about him. He has other people in his life that care about him. That's good. And so when you create the ritual, you also want to have a symbol to remember that. Mm-hmm. So say you go and do a service project with your kids. You're like, hey, you know what? Let's just go uh, pick up some trash in, in, in the park and let's go do that. And that's a good thing. Maybe you can have conversations while you're doing that. And then maybe at the end of it, you guys take a family picture and you hang that up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Hey, remember when mm. we went and did that? Mm. How fun that was! Yeah. Um, like, there's opportunities that Kids Church provides. Like, uh, in December, we're gonna be going to this place called uh, Children's Hunger Fund, and we do this thing called Poverty Encounter, where kids learn more about um, poverty, both globally and locally, and mm. what their response can be. And then also, they get to package the food. Mm. And so, there's like this. And then I have parents who who said like, it was so awesome. We went home and we yeah. tried to do stuff and create this. So creating just one small rhythm a year um, that you can do, um, that that can kind of help spearhead some of those those practices that help keep that uh, as a great, lifestyle. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go real quickly through these. Uh, the second one, you know, it's lunchtime, man. I also don't want to like, I don't want to like, let's go quick. Take this no, podcast. No, this is good, but this is good stuff. Okay, guys, are, okay. guys are learning right now, so this is absolutely. Great. Uh, the second thing is finding five other adults that your kids can have in their life. So um, part of that Fuller uh, Youth Institute research was that when kids had five other caring adults outside of their parents they were more likely to have a higher faith maturity mm. after they graduated high school. So that looks like a neighbor, a youth pastor, an uncle, a friend, someone from your life group. Maybe if you guys do a family life group, I know that you guys, mm-hmm. um, 
Maybe it's someone from the life group that just, hey, can I take you out for ice cream? That's good. Can I? When when they have five caring adults outside of outside of their immediate parents, they're more likely to have a higher faith maturity. Mm. And they measured that by like going to church, reading the Bible, praying. Now those aren't necessarily. If I do those things, you know, there's like that. Well, are they really Christian or not? But that's what they they sure. measured it by. Sure. Um, and so if we want to have our kids, our our students, our young adults, like to be part of that, is having five caring adults throughout their they're like between their when they're kids church to graduating high school mm. they're gonna have five caring adults wow. um and that seems like a lot but at the same time it's like if you think about really some mm. your your circle of influence um it's like even asking your kids who would you want to hang out with yeah yeah who who do you respect mm. that's older and see who they say and reach out to them hey my son, daughter wanted wanted um, to just kind of meet with you. Can you come hang out with them? Go on a hike? Can you, you know, go take them somewhere? What, whatever at age, you know, whatever age appropriate for those for those kids. That's great. Um, so that's so the first thing: create those spiritual rhythms, uh, like one thing a year. Uh, the second is have five other adults in in their life to help them um, kind of navigate life. And um, one of the things too is you can ask your kids. Who are they going to turn to when they have doubts? Mm. So, like for instance, you know, it's like Marvin was saying, it's hard to have the answers, right? Well, you don't have to have all the answers. So, say you they ask a tough question, like I, you know, I don't, I don't have the answer to that. Like, let's discover that. But they're like, I don't know if I want to do that. Well. Who's an adult that you could... So this is just write down all your questions and bring them to Mr. Trey on Sunday. Yes, <laughs> send them to Trey G at CA Church. Yeah. Write um, down all your questions and go ask Trey on yeah. Sunday morning. Trey can post his notes up online yeah. for us. Yeah. That, that includes adults, though, not just kids. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. 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 So everyone's giving me questions. This is another podcast, questions for Trey. Yeah. There you go. So, Mr. but yes, it's, it's having those people in, in your life that... that and I think it's good for us too, as adults. Like, if you're plugged into a life group, like, or if you're not, like, who who are those people that you go to when you're struggling? So, uh, I think it's applicable for for everybody. And then um, the third is really just just do it. It's like have conversations about faith with your kids. And it seems like it's this daunting task, but part of it is um, there's a couple ways you can do that. So you can share your story, like. To be honest, I don't know my dad's story of faith. And now he's since passed away, so I can't really engage him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can ask, you know, other family members, but it's like, do your kids know how you came to faith? Yeah, that's great, yeah. And, and sometimes it's like, I don't know, when I was a kid, I always saw my dad, and it was an awesome dad, come to every sporting event, but he was like a little bit distant. Mm. And so, and he didn't want to be, he was like, if you ever need anything, you can come to me. But he never really came to me, entered my world, and told me what he was, he had struggled with. Um, and so I didn't know that he struggled. I thought he was like, rah, rah, I can do everything. Right, and right. it's like, macho man. It's like, I didn't know that he struggled. So I never, I never had those conversations with my dad or my mom. My mom shared a little bit more, but it was still like, I wanted to hear his faith journey. and. It wasn't, and part of that helps your kids relate because they're like, I'm not just asking you to go to church. 
because I it's like this was my pattern like I didn't go to church and this is what happened and it's like they may not listen but the thing is is that you're making those efforts and we can't determine um, what sticks and what doesn't right all we're required is to plant seeds and yeah. Yeah. and it's like we plant seeds and God brings the harvest yeah. he waters and and he brings that fruit we can't determine what's fruit so um, and so we want to help them um, have those things. One thing too is that we want you want to, as a parent, reinforce that faith is bigger than any moral failure or mistake. Mm-hmm. We want to get away from legalism. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about how you mess up. You know what? Like there's consequences to sin, but here's the the deal: having faith and continuing on that journey is more important than um, than that one mistake. Like George, you were saying it. When your when your kids reach that like point of like um, of like doubt and struggle, what did they do? Where did they turn? Did they did they dig in, or were they like, I'm not worthy enough. I messed up. I'm just calling it quits. I'm out. And that's what happens. Is a lot of people can call it quits, throw in the towel. But if we're crea- if we're practicing and modeling these things now, when those things those tough things happen, they see faith as a journey rather than this one mistake, and I've screwed up, and I'm a failure, all that. And so, um, Dallas Willard calls that the gospel of sin management. Mm -hmm. And um, what happens is when when they have that view, that guilt causes them to run from faith, and that's when they need it the most. And that's when they need it the most. So, um, So it's not about a faith that sticks that is, is, is one that's based not on behaviors, but on an inner life change. And so we want to create, help do things that create that inner life change. So that's having conversations. And that's a tough thing to do is have those conversations, but do it at the dinner table, find times, like go on a hike, go like find ways or do it in things that you're already doing when you're dropping your kids off to school. And I know it's like pulling teeth, but when they start to see that pattern, that this is the expectation that we have these conversations, they will start to change. And sometimes, and if they don't want to listen to you, you have five other caring adults in their life that they can go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And you can even weave it into the stuff that they're doing. Like if they're watching the Avengers movie or something, right? weave it into the themes that you're drawing out of the movie. Like, wasn't it awesome that Iron Man, you know, saved the day and it was it was a good thing? And then, and then somehow figure out a way to transition right. that into a spiritual conversation right. and I have so many parents who are like Trey that's just like awkward and forced and yes it is yeah. but the thing is is that we want to create patterns like and as we create those patterns that's how we create them because that's it's like when they go to see me movie now they're looking for spiritual they're looking for those those things in the movie and it's like oh yeah my dad always did that that's interesting <laughs> And in our mo- and for us, we're like, oh, it's awkward. I don't want to, like, that's just weird. They're not going to get anything out of it. And it's like, when we, when we, like, turtle shell and get away from that, like, that does, that doesn't our kids no good. So that's the third, is having conversations. And fourth is to serve. Um, and uh, we were, before the podcast, we were even talking about this, yeah. um, Marvin about how uh, Mark at the last men's gathering was talking about being all, all in. And you mentioned yep. it too, yep. of just like, in, in every other area, we're not all in. Um, at Kids Church, uh, for instance, we, we ask every 
parent to serve. And that's not because we're like, we need volunteers and we, we're hurting. It's, it's, it's not that. And yes, we always will need volunteers. But here's the thing. So when you serve, you are modeling that for your kids. And you're also getting to see what is happening specifically for Kids Church. What is what is your what are your kids learning? So when you're going home, they're not you're you're asking, oh, what'd you learn at church today? You already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you've been serving and you know what's happening. And so you can engage differently in a way that um, that a parent who isn't serving can. Not only that, are can you be one of those five adults for the Absolutely. for those other kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as the the church, we want to like if you if you want someone to invest in your kid's life, why wouldn't you want to be one of those yeah, people exactly. that invest in other kids' lives? Yeah. Yeah. So when we serve, it's not like oh I have to be there. And there's times where you're not going to want to be there um, because whatever ha- what's ever going on in your life. But when you're consistent, you're you're making those changes. So. Um, yeah, the four things, create those spiritual rhythms in your kid's life. Two, um, get five other adults to surround your kids. Three, have those conversations of faith. And four, um, serve. Because when when the church and, and the family partners together, that's when real ministry happens. Yeah. Um, because primary parents are the primary disciplers of, of their kids. Yeah. I see your kids um, once... Once a week. Yeah, for you 90 know, minutes. For, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are the primary disciplers, but we want to partner together to, 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 and that's when ministry happens, and that's when the church works best. That's good. So if, if a guy um, wants these notes, can they email us and get the notes from you, Trey? Absolutely. Yeah, so email us, men at cachurch.com. Um, and, and then Trey will give us his notes so that we can send them to you if you guys want to look at them. Because there's a lot more things that are on his notes that I'm looking at that maybe he wasn't didn't have time to go over. So if you want the full version of this, uh, you can get the notes. And also there's some parenting seminars coming up. Yeah, in um, a couple weeks, on October 20th. 20- See, he knows the dates. See how that works, <laughs> I, I, I do too, See how that works, yeah, I'm holding out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, October 24th, 7 p.m., uh, the North, North Sanctuary. Julie Verner is teaching a class on discipline. Um, we that's asked, the date. No, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, are we scheduled the same day, same time? Is she a parishioner? It's a parishioner. She's teaching it. Um, it's on discipline. It's actually part two of a, of a discipline class. We actually, on our website, cakidschurch.com, we have a list of parenting classes from navigating uh, the digital world for your kids, discipline, how to have spiritual conversations, uh, kind of more of a, a, a in-depth version of this this talk here that's already been done. Mm-hmm. It's online. Great. Um, and so go on, go online, watch those parenting classes. Uh, I think a few of them have password protected. I think the password's Kids Church. Um, but yeah, go online, look at that. Um, it's those are great resources. We have that uh, parenting class coming up October October twenty fourth, and then we also have Kids Church Weekend coming up. Uh, in a couple weeks on October thir- uh, 12th and 13th. And it's a way just to gather together to worship as a CA family with kids, adults, um, and to worship together. So, And I'm sure that weekend, if if one of the dads out there listening or any man listening wants to serve with Kids Church, you guys will have a way for them to start at that time? Absolutely. Yeah. There's going to be a way during service where you'll be able to pull out your phone oh, and cool. 
and scan a QR code and you guys are uh, getting all, fill out all an application. On us. Look at that. Right then, right there. So, awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, and we'd look forward to talking to you guys. If you ever have any questions, we'd love to chat, have coffee, whatever, whatever that looks like. So great. Well, Trey, thanks for your time. I know it is your lunchtime. L- look what time it is. I know. Oh. It's, it's way past his wow. lunchtime. Twelve, twelve. <laughs> wow. Way past his lunchtime, guys. Thanks for being around the round table, Trey. We thank you for your expertise and thank you for. For being with our kids wow. and all the work that you yeah. and your team of volunteers do. So, Thanks guys, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Put the music on. I'll put the music on now. <laughs> <laughs>